Welcome back to the Sunny Side podcast. My name is Vasant Seshadri and I run a creative agency in Singapore called the Sunny Side. What I want to talk about today is the importance of what the industry calls local insights. Over the past couple of years, a lot of the work we've done at the Sunny Side has been based on local insights in markets like Vietnam and Singapore. But during this time, I have often questioned whether these local insights are actually universal. Let me give you an example of a film we did for Downey in Vietnam. It was for the Tet festive season. The societal tension we uncovered was that Vietnamese women are considered solely responsible for the happiness of the family during the Tet festive season, even if they have career responsibilities on par with their husbands. Based on this insight, we created a heartwarming film about a husband who starts off as a bit of a jerk expecting his wife to prepare the household for Tet and then realizes that he is not being a good husband and once he has this epiphany he surprises his wife by taking leave one day and preparing the household for Tet himself the side of me that knows how to write case studies has always projected this as a local insight unique to vietnamese but i often wonder how is it any different from chinese new year in china ramadan in indonesia diwali in india or even christmas all over the world So many people of so many cultures have told me that this film resonates with them. So this makes me wonder if the so-called local insights are actually universal insights. A few months after that we did a film for Gillette in Singapore. The societal tension we uncovered was that Singaporean men are told from a young age that we need to be the best in everything, best at school, best at work, best at family and so on. We proposed that being the best is not about individual glory but about bringing out the best in others we brought this to life through singapore's olympic champion swimmer joseph schooling who runs an academy to train the next generation of swimmers once again are singaporeans the only nationality where we are told from a young age that we need to be the best in everything i don't think so in fact i think the situation exists because singaporeans are an immigrant society drawn from other asian societies and the concept of loss of face exists all over asia be it in china india or malaysia taking it one step further is it even necessarily just an asian thing are an americans and some europeans like the germans also known for being competitive once again was our local insight really local looking beyond my work at the work that exists out there in the world i remember a piece of work from australia called the guilt trip That was based on the insight that lots of young Australians live in the bigger cities like Sydney and Melbourne whereas their older parents are in small towns and their kids don't visit them often enough. To solve this, Australian train operator V-Line Trains did a jamboree of online and offline executions showing those parents how they can guilt trip their sons and daughters into visiting them again. This was done in a fun, humorous, tongue-in-cheek manner that didn't just become popular but also deliver an increase in the number of people buying train tickets which is obviously the end goal of any train operator while this was undoubtedly an excellent piece of work it begs the question of whether this was really an australian insight how is this different from young people in beijing shanghai ho chi minh city or sao paulo who have older parents in their hometowns once again this makes me feel that a local insight can actually be pretty universal Looking beyond the world of advertising, the movie the whole world is talking about in 2020 is Parasite by the acclaimed Korean director Bong Joon-ho. 
Bong Joon-ho has made English-language movies in the past, like Snowpiercer and Okja. But he decided to make Parasite in Korean because he believed that he was showing the class divisions that are unique to Korea. For those who haven't watched Parasite, it revolves around two families. The Park family has the privileged, sanitized life we often see in K-pop and Korean dramas, and the Kim family lives such an underprivileged life that most of us would be shocked to know that such people exist in Korea. Bong Joon-ho showed what he believed to be a local set of circumstances, but the universal acclaim Parasite received has proven him wrong in a good way. It won four Oscars, including Best Picture and Best Director, which is obviously because the whole world understood and empathized with it. That's because class divisions between the rich and the poor are a universal thing. How is it less of an issue in the US, Europe, South America, South Africa, Myanmar or the Philippines? In fact, when I watched Parasite, I felt it would work very well if remade in any Indian language because the gulf between rich and poor is equally obscene in India. Once in a while, a piece of work that has a truly local insight comes along. But that's few and far between. One of my favorite recent pieces of work based on a local insight was done by Grey South Africa for Gillette. They uncovered a local insight that a lot of young men in South Africa don't have living parents and are therefore raised by their grandmothers. They did a heartwarming film about Gogo Nozizwe, a South African grandmother who has raised her grandson into a fine young man without his parents. This was a Women's Day tribute and was also consistent with Gillette's brand promise of the best a man can get. In this case, the best a man can get in terms of his upbringing. This film could not have worked in any other market because it's a uniquely South African insight that a lot of men are raised by their grandmothers. But work like this is the exception rather than the rule. Most of the good work I see out there is based on universal human truths. The famous Dirt is Good platform by Unilever has catalyzed great work in so many markets around the world. The You're Not You When You're Hungry campaign for Snickers has taken on so many different forms in different parts of the world. If you look at it, this kind of work seems to be more frequently successful. It turns out that in spite of our differences, there are many things that unite us as human beings. Sometimes I wonder if the fetish for local insight is just one of the artificial constructs created by big network agencies to justify loading more resources onto a project. Or maybe I'm just used to finding fault with big network agencies because I'm running a small independent agency. But just because an insight is universal, it doesn't mean that executions can be universal. While a human truth will resonate with people, if the human truth is brought to life with an inadequate understanding of the local language and culture, the work will fail. The talent in an ad needs to be relatable to the local culture. The locations and props in an ad need to be relatable. The linguistic expressions used by the talent need to resonate. The gestures they perform need to be believable. For instance, some cultures are not big on hugging, whereas others are. That's why I become skeptical whenever the concept of pan-Asian talent gets discussed during film production. The thinking behind it is, let's have talent who look like they could be Japanese, Korean, Chinese, Filipino, Thai, Vietnamese, Malaysian and Indonesian all at once. What tends to happen is that pan-Asian becomes no-Asian. They don't look Japanese, they don't look Chinese, they don't look Filipino, 
they don't look relatable for any of these different kinds of Asians. For that reason, even if it complicates production, I prefer to have Vietnamese talent for Vietnam, Indonesian talent for Indonesia, and so on. At the very least, I prefer to have one set of talents for Southeast Asia and another for Northern Asia. Sometimes it's not just a matter of local execution for each country, it's local execution for each part of a country. One market where this is particularly important is India, where each part of the country has its own language, its own festivals, its own traditions, and even its own distinctive looking people. Traditionally, the approach in Indian advertising has been to localize just the language, to shoot one film and then dub it into 16 languages, often with bad lip sync. I remember watching an ad 15 years ago which had been filmed in Hindi and dubbed into Tamil. It featured the famous Hindi actor Amitabh Bachchan as a village chieftain. When the ad was dubbed into Tamil, the language was localized, but the village still looked like a village from the Hindi-speaking part of India. The house the village chieftain lived in also looked like a house from the Hindi-speaking part of India. Plus, the actor himself was someone who had done most of his work in Hindi. The dubbed Tamil voice was obviously not his voice and the lip sync was not working because of the substantial differences between the two languages. But that was 15 years ago. Today, the more savvy marketers in India have realized that the same ad dubbed into 16 languages is not enough. Increasingly, different talents are being cast for different parts of India. Different props are being used to achieve local execution even if it is all filmed in one location. Different influencers are used to amplify the work in different parts of India. All these differences are achieved in execution even if the insight, idea and script are common. Even if 16 different executions are not feasible, two or three different executions are pretty common now. This change in approach is already proving to be more effective. Even in a comparatively homogeneous country like Vietnam, diversity becomes a factor to consider. When we did the Vietnam Tet campaign, we shot two slightly different versions of the key visual, one with a peach flower pot in the house and another with a yellow okna flower pot in the same house. That's because peach flowers grow abundantly in northern Vietnam but are uncommon in the south, whereas it is the opposite for yellow okna flowers which are common in the south but less so in the north. Looking at all this evidence, the ideal approach seems to be universal insight, local execution. There are exceptions to both these rules. Sometimes local insights are incredibly useful. Sometimes a universal execution can do the trick. But in the vast majority of the cases, it makes sense to embrace a universal human truth but execute it in a way that resonates with each culture. Once again, feel free to let me know your thoughts. Also feel free to share with me your own experiences of how a universal insight or a local insight led you to do great work. See you at the next podcast.